We are studying from the study of Ten Sfirot, Volume 1, Part 3, Chapter 11, Item 1, from the words of the Ari. Chapter 11 explains the expansion of the light of Insof to make vessels in four phases of coarseness by describing the organs of man, which are Einaim, eyes, Ozen, ear, Chotem, nose, Pe, mouth. The more refined is more important. Einaim are phase one, Ozen, phase two, Chotem, phase three, Pe, phase four. Item one. There is no form of description and attainment in Einsof whatsoever. And in order to create the world, he drew many expansions to be roots and origins for the world of Atzilut. Item 1. It is known that the Einsof is completely formless. When he came to think of the creation of the world by the order of the emanation, he began to extend from it the expansion of many lights to become roots and origins to the Atsilut that would be emanated afterwards. Again, item one from the words of the Ari. There is no form of description at, and attainment in Ainsov whatsoever, and in order to create the world, he drew many expansions to be roots and origins for the world of Atsilut. One, it is known that the Ainsov is completely formless. When he came to think of creation of the world by the order of the emanation, he began to extend from it the expansion of many lights to become roots and origins to the atzilut that would be emanated afterwards. Item two, the words of the Ari. There are four elements in all things, which are the four letters Yud, K, Vav, K, which are sight, sound, smell, and speech, which are Chaya, Neshama, Ruach, Nefesh, and they are Einaim, Ozen, Chotem, Peh. Item 2. We shall speak of it by way of parable and allegory. You already know that there are four elements in all things. They are sight, sound, smell, and speech. And speech. They are the four letters, Havaya, and they are Neshama to Neshama, and Neshama, and Ruach, and Nefesh. We shall begin to explain from the degree of Neshama and then return to what precedes it. Okay, we have a question from Kiev. Yes, dear Rav. In the first 
Adam, he says, the Creator decided to create the world according to the form of Atzilut. What does that mean? All the worlds are divided to what's above Atzilut, called the root, the world of Insof and Adam Kadmon. And the world of Atzilut, it's like the foundation of all of the reality. From the world of Atzilut come the lights to the world's Briya Yetzirah and that they are what we're speaking about. We're talking about the words, the world's Biya, that they ascend to Atzilut, go down from Atzilut, about their connection to Atzilut. It's all about Atzilut. Atzilut comes from the word it's low at his place. He has all the roots. He has all the forces, all the laws, all the commands. And from there, it's conducted upon all the worlds of Bia, where all the created beings are. Okay. What does it mean that the worlds rise to Atzilut? There's the ascent of, of the worlds and descent of the worlds, and we'll learn about it. It's an addition of what the worlds have. If they get that addition, that addition is expressed by having more matter and more forces, meaning greater coerceness, and a greater light. And then the worlds of Biyah, and according to that, rise to the world of Atzilut. And in Atzilut, they get an addition. Afterwards, they descend back down. When a Kabbalist attains the world of Atzilut, he rises immediately from his degree to the world of Atzilut or through other worlds? Of course, through the worlds of Bia, with the worlds of Bia. Just to the world of Atzilut, he can't just rise. He, according to his structure and the screens he has, He's in the worlds of Bi'ah, and afterwards causes, through his work, that the world he's in, let's say the world of Bi'ah, that the world of Bi'ah will ascend to Tzilut. Or there's an awakening from above, as we say, that the light comes from above, and raises his world with it together to Atzilut. We'll learn about it and try to cause it. That, that is how we will feel. Hello, Rav. What's the meaning at the end of item one? to Atzilut that would be emanated afterwards. What does it mean that it will be emanated afterwards? The word of Atzilut is formulated by it formulates all the worlds, organizes them, and by that it also that's before us. Thank you. Chadera 2.
Good morning, Rav. He is talking here about the four foundations. Why Keter, or the tip of Yud, is not included in these four? It's the Yesod, but not one that's revealed. It's not revealed. There's wind, fire, um, uh, earth, it's Chochma Bina, and the root. So what's its role? It, it awakens everything, it sustains everything, it makes everything. But everything it happens is revealed in them, even though it comes from the Ketel. PT-19. It says here, it clarifies the expansion of the light of Ein Sof, and he mentions the four, the Oz and Pe. What does it have to do with the organs of a body and all the things that he's explaining, that Yud Kevavke is actually the root of... He gives you an example that just like in man, there's all these organs, the four elements, speaking talking, hearing, or fire, water, wind, earth, uh, all these four elements are there everywhere. In every level, just they have different names. Because we said it has nothing to do with anything in this world or any anything in this that's not important. So there are connections just from above downward and not from below upward. Thank you. Thank you. Item one sounds opposite what we learned. We learned that in Sof to create everything restricted in itself. And here in item one it says that in Sof uh, to create everything expanded and spread after restricted itself, then it expanded. And after it expanded, it restricted again. Niv. Item three. There is vapor and ruach in Achab, where each one is greater than the other. In Ozen, there is a little vapor. It is stronger in the Chotem, and it is greatest in the Peh. Vapor means reflected light. So there is expansion through Keta Chochma Binazaran Pin Malchut from above downward. And where the malchut stands, and according to that, it raises the vapor, the reflected light. So as much as the screens are lower, the vapor has to be stronger. So that's how he explains it here in the example, just like we feel it. Please. Item three. The organs of the oznaim, of the ears, certainly have a fine ruach inside them. The proof of it is that when one thoroughly blocks one's ear with one's finger, one feels as though there is a great sound inside them. Try it. Put a finger in your ear and you'll feel that in there, not your nose, your ear, and you'll feel that in your ear, there's like uh, something's caught in there, like a wind. That's what he's saying. It's an example to what's happening in spirituality. Yeah. 
כל הברה גדולה בתוכן. It feels as though there is a great sound inside them. This is because of the ruach accumulated in it, which seeks to come out but cannot. The next organ in degree is the chotem. The ruach that comes out of it is sensed more than what comes out of the ozen. The next organ in degree is the peh, for the strongest vapor and ruach of all comes out of it. So what's he saying? That it's an example of what we have in direct and in reflected light. That in these organs, the ear, the nose and mouth, there's like an inner wind inside them. And in that way, we can supposedly reveal him in our world. So in spirituality, we'll discover how it also expands. Next. Item 4. The Oznaim are Bina, which are phase 2, which has little coarseness, and is Neshama. Chotem is Zeranpin, which is the coarseness of phase 3. It is coarser, and is Ruach. Peh is Malchut, which, with the coarseness of phase 4, the coarsest of all, and she is the light of Nefesh. Item 4. Just as the value of the organ, so is its fineness. Those naim are bina, being finer. Thus, the ruach that comes out of them is very fine. The organ of the chotem is also finer than the organ of the peh. As we have mentioned, thus by way of the allegory, we can say that the ruach that comes out of the ozen is called neshama, from the chotem, ruach, and from the peh, nefesh. Okay. Tel Aviv 3. Tel Aviv 3. Good morning. I wanted to ask, does the vapor cancel all our five senses? What? Again? Does the state of the vapor... He talked about vapor. Yeah. Does it cancel all our five senses? Vapor means reflected light. But after the vapor, he talks about the senses, the nose, the ear. To the extent that you have reflected light, that's how your vessel is measured. That's why it's written, that the main thing is the vapor. Niv, where were you? Item 5. Sight is the light of Chaya. There is no actual vapor in the Enaim as there is in Achap. It is the very fine coarseness of phase 1. Item 5. It has been explained that from the phase of sight itself comes the Neshama to Neshama. However, now that the phase of sight is not the actual vapor, that comes out of the Ein. 
Yes, it is in the Ozen, Chotem, and Peh, where Neshama, Ruach, and Nefesh are actual vapors, expanding from them downward. That gradually it expands. Next. Item six. Vapor in the Einaim is the vessel for surrounding light of Chaya. However, the direct light in it extends downwards as a look, which is coupling by striking. Six, the Enaim are not so, because their vapor isn't itself remains in its place as surrounding light, called Neshama to Neshama. However, there is something that is drawn from it, being only the sight and look, not the actual vapor drawn downwards. Thus, the vessels that are called goof were made from the phase of that sight. But the vapor of the ayn itself is very internal and cannot extend and expand downward. No. Okay, let's keep going. Item 7. The expansion of the light to make vessels, which is a look, comes from the enaim, being light of chokhmah and not from the achap. Meaning that the true light is the light of chokhmah. That with it, we can make vessels. But the lights that are less from Chokhmah, you can't make vessels out of them. Why? Because we know that from the coarseness, one, two, three, root, one, two, there's no strong reflected light. You can't make vessels. You can't really receive in order to bestow, but only resist reception. Next. Item 7. Since this sight was extended from the Enaim, which are higher than the Ozen, Chotem, and Peh, therefore that sight alone had sufficient power to create and make the vessels, and their vapor itself was not needed. It is not so in the Ozen, Chotem, and Peh, which are lower. That is because their very vapor itself had to expand to make the and emanate the above-mentioned phases. And nothing real came out of them except by the power of the vapor itself. Oh, okay. And let's read eight. It's the last one here. Item 8. The three vapors became the vessels to nefesh, ruach, neshama. Item 8. However, since the phase of the ayn was not actual vapor, but only sight, therefore only vessels were made of it. However, in the Ozen, Chotem, and Peh, which could not even make vessels without the actual vapor, but since it is actual vapor, 
they became Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Yeah. So, if we're working with the vessels of Malchut Zeranpin and Bina, so we actually can't still really stabilize the real vessels. We don't have enough coarseness of root one and two. And only if we ascend higher in our coarseness to three and four, that's where there's already enough of a big wall to receive. And if we work above that, we can establish big reflected light. And then by that, we can receive in order to be still. Kiev one. We read here from all of these uh, items, different kinds of vessels, and different kinds of heaven, of reflected light. And here Balasulam says, and perception of reality is built on this vapor, on this heaven. What does that mean, that the the reflected light, to the extent that we have reflected light called vapor, you remember, like it's written, Hevel Havalim Akol Evel. Hevel is vapor. What does that mean? That everything is accepted in the reflected light. And only according to that, we can see things. Just like you can't feel waves in your brain, or in your forehead, or waves you have in your eyes, but only in your ear, as he says, if you close your ear, or in your nose and in your mouth. So that's why everything depends on reflected light. And the reflected light depends on the coarseness, what we have in our vessels. So root one, two, three, four. So two, three, and four has sufficient coarseness. That's why they can give a great reflected light. That's what he's speaking about here. Uh, okay. You said this expression, people got different meanings from it. If you take the whole Bible, all the books that the Kabbalists wrote in all faiths and religions, you see that nobody understands what is written there, because everything that is written is, was written by Kabbalists, from what they attained, and whoever reads them isn't ready for this. That's why he doesn't understand what he's reading about. Instead of the language of branches, he's reading a corporeal language. What can you do? That's how all of humanity is. But soon they'll all start understanding and feeling and learning. It'll be very quick. 
that people will receive a new mind, new spirit. They'll start feeling that they belong to this, that it's easy for them. It's close to them. You'll see. You'll need to be the teachers of that generation. PT-19. You can't build serious vessels because there's not enough courses. So what are we actually missing for those? Coarseness and a screen. What does that mean? What about the light of chasadim? By enough, a sufficient coarseness of levels 2, 3, and 4, you can establish a strong reflected light and in it start discovering bestow. And the forms of bestow you discover is called the upper worlds or the presence of the Creator. Let me understand, is the reflected light the light of Hasadim that the created beings make? Reflected light is reflected light. And what is the light of Hasadim? That's what is extended to the vessels, that in those vessels there's not enough of a screen and coarseness, that the screen and coarseness for them is root one, two, and, and half that, of three. And that builds the vessels? Only that way you can build the vessels? No, that is called that they only have the light of Hasadim. If they want to discover the la'il of chokhmah, you need a greater coarseness, a screen, and reflected light, and then they can establish the vessels to reveal the light of chokhmah too. Wonderful. So now, how do we build the, the coarseness? How is this coarseness created from this whole story? The coarseness is created through our work, as much as we are willing to connect between us. The force of overcoming and all that. Correct. Okay, thank you very much. Rav, what did you mean that the light of Chokhmah makes the vessels, if it already expands in the vessels? The light of Chokhmah can only be revealed in the vessels that have coarseness with a screen. Yes, but you said that it also makes the vessels. It's like it's being revealed in the vessels and makes the vessels. It's not clear. What does it mean that the light of Chokhmah makes the vessels? The light of Chokhmah that expands makes the vessels from the wall to receive. It builds something new. What is to make vessels? To make vessels means to bring a deficiency and force that they'll be able to organize exactly according to the lights that are before them. Soon, soon we'll talk about it more. For now... Chapter 12. Chapter 12 explains the coupling of the first look of Einaim and Achab, from which the vessels of Rosh were made, and also the coupling of the second look from which vessels of the Guf were made. Item 1. The vessels were made from the light of the look in the vapors of Nefesh Ruach Neshama, which are the phase 4, phase 3, and phase 2. 
Item 1. We must understand the matter of sight and look of the Enaim. Know that sight of the Enaim extended from it a look in the above-mentioned nefesh, and the vessels were made because of her look upon them. This is the meaning of, and God saw the light, and it was good, and God divided, etc. The ruach and neshama are called light, and the nefesh is called et, the, because nefesh is malchut, and it is called et. That includes the first letter from the ABC and the last letter. That's what's called Malchut. That is Malchut for the ten sirot of direct light and Keter for the ten sirot of reflected light. Next. Item two. And God saw, this is a look. Et, the, is the nefesh. The light is ruach and neshama. And divided made the vessels, which are separation and boundary. Item two. It turns out that upon the look of his sight in the et, the light, which is nefesh, which is called et, and the ruach and the neshama, which are called light, then the vessels emerged, which distinguishes and makes a separation, a boundary, and a measure in the lights. This is, and God divided. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, World 10. With your permission, a question about the previous chapter? What? Actually, according to what I understood, there was no possibility for a person to reach the completion of his creation because he wasn't given to begin with the expansion of light. They were without the light of Chochmah. Is that correct? Was that the shattering that was meant to be even before it was created? No. First, the Patsuf of Adam was only in the light of Chassadim, in the coarseness of one, two, root one and two. Then, when it pulled its Ola, as it's written, that he wanted to receive in order to bestow in the coarseness of three and four, then by that, he actually sinned. Till then, he existed without a sin. He had nothing. He was complete righteous in heaven, in the quality of Bina, that's called Gan Eden, heaven, and he existed in that, in Katanut, smallness. But if it wants to reach the coarseness of three and four and use it, that's called that he entered the coupling with Eve, Chava, and that caused the sin. Because these vessels of three and four, he didn't have a screen in order to bestow on them. So it turned out that he sinned. He received in order to receive. That's why he shattered the Patsuf, just like in the world of Nikudim. And smashed and 
broken to many pieces, and that's all of humanity till today. Meaning he didn't receive the potential to perform the correction of creation to begin with, because he didn't receive the light of Chochmah that can work with the screen and do reflected light. He didn't have... He received everything just in a shattered way that he pulled in all of phase four and wanted to receive in it in order to bestow, meaning he pulled all the light of Ein Sof to enter his phase four. And then that whole vessel blew up, the lights departed from all of its discernments, all of its phases, and the vessel shattered. And what we need to correct are those vessels, because we're all parts of it. All of these vessels are the souls of all humans, from here till Gumaltikun. Okay. Thank you very much, Rav. Okay. I'm willing to explain. If you ask to the point, I can explain. Where are we, Niv? PT29. Thank you very much, Rav. What is the meaning of of the dividing or the differentiation? What difference? He writes, and God divided. To discern between the vessels of reception and vessels of bestowal. Okay, Niv, let's go. Item three. In the look, there is direct light and reflected light, because when the direct light expanded onto the screen of Malchut, the screen returned the light upward. And the light that returned clothed the direct light from below upward. Item 3. Know that there are two phases in this look, which are direct light from above downward and reflected light from below upward. At first, the sight extended from above to the end of the tenth, lowest phase of the nefesh. Then, when the light returned from below upward, the separating vessels were made and formed and clothed all the parts of the nefesh from below upward. This matter of the look and how the vessels were made from below upward has been explained above thoroughly in the previous study and study it there carefully. Yes, so when the light expands in the vessels in such a way, there's a difference between lights and vessels and vessels and vessels. Next. Item 4. In the beginning of the expansion of the direct light for the coupling by striking on the screen in Malchut, it created only the roots of the vessels for the Rosh. 4. 
know that this direct light had the power to make vessels for the Rosh, yet it would not be apparent before this look strikes the light of Nefesh, of the Peh, making the vessel of the Rosh apparent. Uh, Turkey one. Okay, Turkey one. Thank you, my friend is asking, why should there be nine friends instead of one friend besides me? Is it because it's hard to get the light? Why to have nine friends? Friends, you mean. And not one friend. It's in order to have more or to be easier to attain the wholeness of the vessel. We gain a lot by connecting to ten. Because by this, we resemble the structure of the spiritual world. And you see that still there is some kind of limitation, some kind of resemblance between the ear, the nose, the mouth, reflected light, direct light. We'll soon we'll talk about hands and legs, all these organs, how they're connected and what's happening in them. That is very complex, and it's worth being in some kind of resemblance to the upper world, on one hand. On the other hand, obviously, as it's written, the multitude of the many is two, so it's enough to have two friends to keep all the spiritual discernments, but it's much more difficult than having more than two. Well, that's how it happens to us. How should we end the lesson, Niv? We have announcements. Okay, please. Announcements. Our schedule for today, between 10 to 10.30 a.m. Israel time, the program, The World with Dr. Michael Lightman. The topic will be Women in the Torah. Between 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. Israel time, the content team with Dr. Michael Lightman, and from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Yeshivat Chavrim, the Global Gathering of Friends, and the topic of They Shall Be New in Your Eyes. We will conclude. Have a good day and a song. Quante volte ho tentato di vivere No mondo che voleva solo di vivere Con la speranza che qualcosa di vero Si nascondesse dentro questa realtà Così alla stregua di un vagabondo Ho incominciato a cercare nel mondo In che mi son trovato qui con voi Il vegano più bello che ho Le malach 
Shalom 